Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. A scarecrow can be extremely handy for deterring unwanted pests. But the problem is that your average scarecrow just sits there. Now in Plymouth State University, they've developed scarecrows that are a bit more evolved as they're robots. Brett Kalakovich runs the robotics lab there. Brett, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you today? Not too bad. Now, I understand that these are repurposed robots. What did they used to do before? Oh, sure. So these were robots that would uh, have a very similar job to scaring off uh, animals that would come into a uh, restricted area. Um, However, they were uh, getting kind of old and the company that had originally built them back around 2008 had gone away and they lost contact with their server. And that was that. Okay. All right. So they were just kind of like, were they lying in a dump or something someplace? Oh, oh. So Casella Waste Management had them deployed in different locations uh, to guard uh, against wildlife in their landfill areas. Uh, and But they had uh, fallen into a little bit of disrepair and without a company to go to for maintenance and things like that, they couldn't be reprogrammed. So they were kind of sitting idle mostly. Some of them still ran, some of them did not. Okay. That's kind of Sounds a bit poignant, uh, uh, really. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, w- when you manage to reclaim these robots, uh, how have you improved their design and their and their functionality? Sure. Well, the first thing we had to do is the students had to kind of look everything over and make sure that the uh, watertight things and getting the bees nests out and all sorts of wonderful stuff like that. Um, but we're also adding capabilities for this uh, scarecrow to recognize what is out there and respond accordingly. Right. Okay. And and as I understand to do that, do you have some sort of camera mounted on the robot and the robot can then identify different sorts of animals? That's correct. So whereas I know that people probably think when they first hear robot scarecrow that we're overdoing it a little, right? That maybe it's <laughs> a, uh, you know, why would you do this? Uh, how is this helping anyone? <laughs> But in this case, when we have up here in uh, northern New Hampshire in the mountains, we have a whole diversity of wildlife. And it's not all just going to respond to rattling your garbage can or banging pots together. Um, We can do a much better job uh, by having this uh, camera, which is mounted on top of a mast, and it can see and detect things that are moving. Uh, It can also recognize what those things are using machine vision. And we can respond using either uh, loudspeakers, playing prey noises. So let's say that there, uh, a flock of turkeys shows up, um, then we can play coyote noises. Or if a bear shows up, we can respond accordingly. Okay. And, and is there, if you like, an escalating range of things that the robot can do to scare animals away? That's right. So we have uh, mounted on a little positionable turret. There is a laser. And it's a green laser for dazzling, not, you know, we're not blasting anything here. This <laughs> yes. isn't, you, know, <laughs> you know, it's not that kind of thing. Um, so we can dazzle them with a laser, distract them. Uh, the loudspeakers can play back the appropriate prey noises. And then we also have a propane cannon. Uh, it doesn't fire anything, but it does make about a 200 decibel bang. Uh, and that'll drive off even the bears, right, which are not really going to be chased off by coyotes, obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And and so how many different sorts of creatures can it identify and does it learn as it goes along? Oh, interesting question. Um, Well, we have a way of training the machine now. So we use machine learning and we can show it pictures. And then over time, it builds a library uh, we call a model. 
And, you know, at first we might just show it uh, pictures of things that are bears, but it might know that it's round and then it might know that it's dark. Mm. Uh, it might understand by seeing it compared against a tree that it's large. Now, once you show it enough photos of bears, it'll say that's a bear. Um, it probably won't say a van is a bear or, yes. you know, a lorry, a lorry or a, a large stone. Uh, but over time, it will learn enough. Uh, and it will also do this with different types of birds. And it'll do it with the coyotes. Now, of course, it'll see a coyote and probably, you know, think it's a coyote. It'll probably see a dog as a coyote. Yeah. <laughs> a wolf will be a coyote. Uh, it might be able to differentiate between a bobcat and a coyote. We do get those here as well in lynx. Um, so that's how we train that up over time and then deploy it in that way. And then we can also update it remotely uh, during upgrades. Mm, and the, the, the pictures you show us, are they still photographs? Or are they well, moving images? Because I imagine the camera on the on the, the robot is seeing a moving coyote, for instance. And so, you know, is there a difficulty in getting to go, well, okay, I know that's what it looks like, but this one's moving. So in the beginning, we show it the still images, but you are right on. That is what happens next, right? When you have to be able to recognize, you know, if that coyote's walking towards the camera, it's not the same as a profile of a coyote. Uh, if the bear's back is to the camera and it's walking away, it still needs to be a bear, right? It mm. needs to know that's a bear. So they can see it. We train it from all different angles. And then over time, really, video is just a series of still images. So the first few still images it sees will help it recognize that. Yeah. And and at the, at so far, have there been, has it sighted anything and not been able to identify what it is? Well, we're still going through the log files from the original machines, and there were a lot of errors. So we're not sure what those errors are yet. The students mm -hmm. are are actually working on it quite a bit in the lab to uh, unravel the power problems and other uh, issues that it had. But in the training of the uh, newer, uh, you know, we have this chat GPT thing that showed up recently that sure. everyone's talking about. Uh, the machine learning capabilities of object recognition have also uh, come a long way, especially since 2008, when the machine, I think, was deployed. And I think we have a, a, a pretty good leg up on what we're supposed to be doing. And we're hopeful that it's going to continue doing it and maybe even improve. Yeah. And so are, are they still positioned at, at, at landfills? Um, there are some out there now, and we have two upstairs in our lab that were delivered on trailers. Okay. And uh, so those are the two we're working with, yes. Right, because I'm, I'm wondering, the ones at landfill, I mean, say one of them spots Bigfoot, and let's face it, that's probably more than likely to happen. What will it think it is? <laughs> I'm hoping to get a phone call. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe phone home at that point. Yeah. Uh, so we have, a, I mean, it could, um, it, it does save images especially when it throws an error or it has a problem with anything. But that's usually when we get like sunlight shining directly in the camera. Maybe we didn't put the shade on the camera properly. You know, those uh, just like the traffic cameras, they have a little bracket around them to keep mm. the sunlight from shining in there. So there is also a scheduling uh, that is done with the, in the program so that it doesn't go off during the day. Right. So if people are working eight to five, uh, the machine knows to stand down and it'll just sit there. Uh, but that way it's not firing the propane cannon to scare off people because that would be a little detrimental. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's not something we want to get into. Not to imagine so. legally dubious as well, I, I would have thought. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, apart from being a, a fantastic learning experience for your students, is there like at some point, will Plymouth State University, will this be a business for you? Oh, well, that's actually a great point. Uh, so I was brought here about five years ago. Uh, to design and develop these next generation technology spaces, uh, one of which is the robotics lab. 
And the other one is our makerspace. And we actually do work with external clients uh, to help them with their projects and also to be able to introduce the latest uh, cutting edge technologies here uh, and abroad for yeah. that matter. Well, keep up the good work, Brett, and thanks a million for speaking with us today. Uh, that's Brett Kalakovich there, uh, runs the Robotics Lab uh, at Plymouth State uh, University. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Energlaze on News Talk.